message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for all you've done for us. We thank you for what you're doing in our country. We thank you for the recalibration going on, even in politics. Thank you for what Daddy Gio did, for setting up that um, secretariat for political matters. That is a recalibration. We thank you because the, 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 the politics of this country will not be the same again. God, I thank you because you will help us all to participate. And Lord, help the Christians to have one vote, one voice. Father, that we will no longer be scattered in the name of Jesus. On this altar, I pray that you bind us. Bind us with your cord. Bind us with your Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to have one voice. Help us to have one voice. I bind the spirit of selfishness and greed. It shall not rule over us. That we shall all go out for the best, Lord, and your name will be glorified. Father, that this is the last time we are going to have bad governance. In the name of Jesus. This is the last time we are going to have a governance where people are killed and the government says nothing. It will not happen again. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, this is the last time we are going to have a government where all the service chiefs are one side of the country. Where all the important positions are one side of the country. God, that you will help us to be a normal country. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for your word. I thank you because his spirit and his life. Everything that needs to be said has been said. I just came to say amen this morning. And Lord, I ask that you help me to tie it up together to the glory of your name. The Holy Spirit, you know how scattered my brain is this morning. You know how weak I feel in my body. And so I need all of you. I need all of you. Please help me, Holy Spirit. And cause that if there's one woman who hasn't had that thing yet, that she will hear it in the course of this service. I thank you, Lord, because you will be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. You may be seated. So what I've titled what I'm going to discuss today is recalibrate to breakthrough. Recalibrate to breakthrough. Now what that automatically says is that breakthrough doesn't just happen. Breakthrough doesn't, doesn't just happen. You make it happen. Breakthrough is an intentional event. It's an intentional thing, occurrence. It does, not, it does not happen by chance. So, when you hear preachers offering you instant breakthrough, be suspicious. Any preacher that says, give me an offering, do this, do that, and you break through, is a lie. Breakthrough is a process and it's intentional. A breakthrough is something that changes the course of your life going forward. It changes the course of your life going forward and ensures that things will never be the same again. Hallelujah. When you break through in something, it means that your life has changed. It means that that thing has made you turn around. And that thing has turned around or caused a, a, a changing, a turning of events in your life for the better. That is the meaning of breakthrough. Breakthrough should not be a, an occasional or seasonal thing that happens and goes away. When you break through, it means that you were walking throughout all your life to break through in that thing because you know that if you break through in that area, you are completely through and there will always be victory. Praise the Lord. So most of what a breakthrough requires is for you to have the courage and the bravery 
to stop settling for a second best. I wish I had the time or the language or the, or the knowledge even to preach this message like it should come out. But what I, what, what I want you to hear this morning is that as a woman, refuse to settle for anything less than you know in your heart you can be. Refuse to settle for second best. Refuse to settle for that thing that is irritating you. If that poverty is irritating you, is that, if that not enough is irritating you, if the state of your children is irritating you, change it. Change it. Don't accept anything that is beneath what you know you, are, you deserve in your mind. Praise the Lord. So, to break through in your personal life, you have to start, stop telling yourself certain things and start telling yourself certain things. See, what you tell yourself is what you become. What you tell yourself, who you think you are, who you think you are inside is what you become. Who you tell yourself is why you are the way you are. If you tell yourself negative things, your life will turn out negative. If you turn, tell yourself positive things, your life will become positive. What you say, the woman with the issue of blood said, I will, she said, if I can touch his garment, I know I will be well. Another woman stayed at home that day with the same problem and said, you know, there's too much crowd. I can't, uh, who am I to touch him? Two women, two outcomes. Two thinkings, two things they were. One was thinking, if I can just meet him, I will be healed. One said, I know he can heal me, but. See, whenever there is a but in your life, in any situation, it will not change. It will not change. I knew that we could do 100 churches in, in one year. Because I had seen somebody do, do 10,000. And see, I didn't cut more, more than I could chew. And I said, if I can work hard and do whatever, we can get the, four, the 100 churches. We started them as seed, but every seed you plant grows. And so what you tell yourself is extremely important. What have you been telling yourself? What have you been saying inside? The man sat by the pool all his life saying, I don't have anybody. And you know what? As long as he said that, he stayed there. So question is, what are you telling yourself? Because the issue is, I want you to break through. But you can't break through with the same information. You can't break through with the same words. You can't break through with the same not doing anything. And like you know, it has been said over and over, it has become a song. You can't keep doing the same thing and get a different result. You can't continue like from last year to this year and get a the same result, the, a different result. So if you want something new, you have to do something new. If you want something new, you have to do something new. If you want something new, you have to start thinking new. Hallelujah. You have to stop saying certain things. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough money. I meet people. There are 90% of women sitting here who will tell you I don't have money to do that thing. And that is the, that is the greatest killer of your life. There is nothing you want to do that money can stop you. Money is not what you need. It's bravery and courage and tenacity to just step out. Because you step out there and solve a problem, money will follow that thing. So you say, I don't have enough money. I don't know anybody. Those are negative talks. It's not my fault that I am where I am 
It is my parents' fault. It is the teacher's fault. It is pastor's fault. She has not looked at me. Pastor favors people. In this church, they favor, in the same church, people like Monica are rising. People like Dorothy are rising. People like Asabe are rising. Why? Because they have told themselves different. I'm going to stay here in this place. It's my blessing. And I'll continue to stay until I'm blessed. You, you came once to try to see pastor and they blocked you. You went home and said, I can't make it. There are some people that will press for five years until they see pastor. Where you have gone to and they said no to you, people go there every day and get a yes. He said, hey, it's because they know somebody. In fact, they don't know Jack. They don't know anybody. But because they have determined they are going to get the thing. I want to stir up an anger in your spirit that makes you not to be the same. Hallelujah. I don't have the skills to, to do or get better. So get the skills. Skills are everywhere these days. They're on the internet for free. I don't know how to do that. I don't know. Go and learn it. See what Sylvia does or did. She keeps learning management, this, that, and anything they ask. She says, yes, I can do it. And sometimes she answers yes and then goes and learns it. That is desperate people. See, I don't know it, so you go and sit down. I don't know how to sew, so you go and sit down. I don't know how to talk, so you go and sit down. No. You go and learn it. It's all over the internet. There is nothing you want this year, this, in this life that is not on the internet. It's amazing. Now the internet has jumped up to meet what God said, that his power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. Even godliness is on the internet. Oh, you better clap because that's the truth. Godliness is on the internet. You can find godliness on the internet. So if you are poor, if you are broke, if you are depressed, if you are sick, whatever you are, it's your choice. That is so sad. That is so hard to say, but I have to say it. It's your choice. That woman with the blood could have stayed with that. She had every reason to give up. She had every reason to give up. She has spent everything. She has gone everywhere. She had done everything, but she refused to give up. She listened for the next information. I want to challenge you this morning that you must not take it where you are. You must not take that thing that you hate and live with it. Some of you say, one day I will be successful. I'm only waiting for God to do a miracle. That is negative talk. There is nothing God can do that he hasn't done. After Jesus Christ died, like Dorothy said that day, it was finished. She said Jesus was nailed on the left and on the right, meaning that all of your hands are free to, 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 to war, to do anything, because Jesus Christ paid for it. His feet were put together and nailed, meaning that you can go anywhere. Because they nailed his feet, you, you, can, you are free to move. They put thorns on his head so that you can think, so that you can be free. Anywhere, think of any problem. Jesus solved it on that cross. His blood flowed from the head to the hands to the feet. Everywhere blood was gushing out from his side so that every part of your life will be, it will be complete. Oh, you better clap. Don't be afraid to clap because that is for Jesus. I want you to know that negative talk will keep you where you are. Say, hear it again. 
Everything you need in your life already exists. But the problem is that your mind is blocking you from seeing the success tools you need to drive you. Put up for me 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. 1 Peter 1 3. As his divine power, the Bible says, has given to us all things that pertain to life. His divine power, his divine death, his divine blood has given us all that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by, the glory, by glory and virtue. His divine power has given us everything. You don't like that poverty, Jesus paid for it. The Bible says, look at Jesus Christ, that, be, that for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty you'll be rich. Say, Pastor, how is it? Look for it. How do I get rich? Look for it. Nobody will, you are praying there and they are telling you give an offering, you will get one million. It's a lie. Nobody will give you one million like that. And before somebody gives you one million, they must have calculated, what am I getting from him? Oh, no, let me tell you the truth. Nobody will just look at you and give you 10 million. For what? You know, give him a man, you want to give. So you have to work for it. His divine nature has given us all of these things. So your breakthrough and success are out there. You have to get up, do something different in order to get it. And that is why you need to recalibrate. So to recalibrate means that there was a calibration before. Hey, look at me. Did you hear me? To recalibrate means that there was a calibration before. To calibrate something means to set something, a measurement. In other words, as a young girl, you had dreams. You calibrated your life. You said, I was going to be a doctor. I was going to be this. I was going to do this. I was going to do that. In the course of life, you went off. So now you recalibrate and come back to where you want to be. Did you hear me? That you had a dream of where your children should be or the kind of children you wanted or, you wanted, or what, what you wanted them to do. But now it's out of focus, so you recalibrate to bring it back to where it's supposed to be. That is the meaning of recalibration. That the thing was this way before, it went off, now I need to set it back again. I don't know about you, but I, from a child, I knew I was going to marry a man of God. I wanted to marry a man of God. I wanted to marry a man of God, and that was what I did by the grace of God. Of course, I thought we would live for over 80 years, and we, me and Pastor, we used to plan that he would be, we, he will die before me, or I will die before him. We used to argue on that, and then I decided that I'm, I'm not going to tell him, but I know I will sneak and die before him. So that, but you know, he dies before the time. Am I going to give up my life? Am I going to stop? I know, I recalibrated. You recalibrate, you recalibrate. Uh, it, it didn't go out the way I planned, but there's another way. See, with God, it doesn't have to be one way. I wanted to be a doctor. You couldn't be a doctor. It's too late to be a doctor. What else can you be? Because there's something big you can be. There is another big thing you can be. It doesn't have to be. It's a God of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. So if plan A doesn't work, B will work. If B doesn't work, H will work. If H doesn't work, W will work. If W doesn't work, Z. Somewhere, somehow, you are in that alphabet and you can walk. You will walk. Oh, so you couldn't marry. Is that the rest of your life? No. You can be an executive. You can be a politician. You can be a, a, a philanthropist. You can do anything. So your life is not tied to one thing. Because one thing failed does not mean that the whole of you failed. It just means that one side failed. So what can I do with the rest? I can walk, it can walk somewhere else. 
Oh, you didn't get the education you were supposed to, to get, but you can do business. I don't know if Alakija had PhD or master's. Maybe she just had it after. But she was a tailor and happened to meet somebody that helped her. And she's, so what I'm, the point is that because you could not be that thing does not mean that your life stops. No, look for the next thing. Ask God because he is the way. He has ways. He has all sorts of ways. So you recalibrate. I, I stood here in this church. I will never forget when Pastor Ina was sick. I said, if God does not heal Pastor Ina and he dies, my life will stop. In this point, has my life stopped? I recalibrated. It's simply reset. To recalibrate means to reset, to amend, to modify. It means to rework, to readjust, to rearrange, <laughs> to correct myself, to rectify. In other words, it didn't work this way, but I'll work that. I am selling Masa, it's not working. I will join Masa with Kose. It's not working, Kose. And, or maybe I should be a tell. See, there are a million and one things you can do. But God forbid, like Dorothy says, for you to sit in your room and be crying and say, God, I, this is not what I planned for. I can't believe you did this to me. No. You are crying and God is saying, can't she see that she's so powerful? Can't she see that she's so unstoppable? Can't she see that she can do all things? Can't she see that with me, she has everything, she's everything. And God is wondering, he's literally crying alongside you God forbid that from this church where you sit and look at a woman like me and say you can't do it it's not magic, it's hard work and a determination, a heart that says no I'm not going to take anything less than so Pastor Ina dies, am I going to let the work die? No, we dreamt the work together we did the work together like Rabbi, you pick up your pieces and say you know what, this work continues because you're unstoppable Hallelujah. Recalibration means to make changes to an instrument so that it measures accurately. Come on. Recalibration means you make changes to an instrument so that it measures accurately. And guess who the instrument is? Moi. I make changes to me so I operate accurately. I started... After Pastor Ina died, prayed, went to China, uh, South Korea to get new information to do the church. I came back with the groups of four and whatever. The people rejected it. I didn't, I didn't take their rejection to mean me. Because Pastor Ina had just died, then how did I want to change care group? The church, the people said no. I just went back to what they wanted. I said, let's just keep going. Encourage them. Every time, as you see the need, you adjust. As you see the need, you adjust. If they accept it good, they don't accept it. I say, okay, what do you guys want? We go on. I change all the time. I don't sit on the table and say, I am the pastor. You must do what I want. That is why you are where you are. A, a recalibrated woman, just, just keep recalibrating. Just keep adjusting. You just keep adjusting. When the Bible says, when you see reason, you yield. It's stupidity to see reason, but for your pride to insist that this is my way. And I'm not just speaking to women, I'm talking to all body, everybody here. That the wisdom of God adjusts because it will give you progress. Clap unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So when do you recalibrate? When you are no longer satisfied with where you are, who you are, and what you have achieved. When do you recalibrate? When you know that things need to change and you want something new. When do you recalibrate? When you become restless. When you become restless. When you become restless. 
I was at a point, I was just tired of the number 7,500 people in church every Sunday. The whole of one, one year, two years, I say, you know what? This will not work. And I began, I began to become restless and I began to pray. And I went for the Feast of Esther and Mommy Gio says to me, how many branches do you have? I said, none. She said, hey, Sarah, the people will scatter. All the boys you have taught, they will be scattering and causing trouble. They will be leaving you. You better start branch. I said, hey. Although it was not in the original plan, but in order to grow, I had to adjust. I recalibrated. We started three churches on this axis, that axis, and that axis. It was not enough. People are still spending enough to go to, so we are expanding. This 100 is just the beginning. Did you know that? It's just the beginning because we're going to go on and on. And I see that in making, adding the churches, the numbers are increasing. Last, last week, we are 16,000 plus, okay? 16,000 plus. And by the grace of God, as we keep evangelizing and all, one day we'll be adding by 2,000 every week. So you recalibrate the instrument so that it gives you the results you want. And you are the instrument. Please listen to me. If you don't hear anything I say this morning, your help is not going to come from anybody. People will be divine helpers by proxy. Because I don't remember calling Zadora. Well, I, I, I remember calling her and saying you'll be the president and all that. Monica, they just were, were watching me. See, nobody... Nobody has the time. I don't have the time. I started the mentoring class and then, uh, what is the name of COVID came and scattered it. So I'm trying to come back again. But nobody has the time to sit you and be teaching you. You have to be looking and following. You have to be looking and following. Pick what you can pick and follow, you know. I'm so desperate, I'll pick. Don't say, ah, I beg. Pastor, no, they even look person self. I'm not going to do it. Now you saw our pastor, they work In other words, your deliverance is in your hands. Who you will become is inside you. It's not anywhere. The Bible says, don't say, I will go to the heavens. We will go underneath the earth. We'll go. He said, no, the word is in you. It's in your mouth. So the first place to start is inside your brain. What you're say, seeing and what you're saying. So I need you to take this. When, when do you make changes? When you become restless and when you realize you deserve more. When do you recalibrate? When you desire something better, bigger, and larger. When do you recalibrate? When you aspire to see the best version of yourself. Please write somewhere, I must see the best version of myself. I don't know about, that is a powerful, I must see the, be best, the best version of myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When do you recalibrate? When you want to do more, give more, and make bigger impact. When do you recalibrate? When the situation calls for recalibration. I'm going to read one scripture. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. Put it up there if you can. Philippians 3 13. This is what it says. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press. I, I, not God, not angels, not brethren, not my husband, not, not my sisters. Some of you, eh? And Nigerians, we are very, we are, we are terrible people. You have this sense of, of entitlement. As if your brothers and sisters owe you. 
Is it not the same education your parents expose you to? And you think that they have to do, it's their, they have to help me. Nonsense, nobody has to do anything for you. No, no, no. You are not a kuturu. What is that in English? You are not deaf, blind, or a leper. You have your own hands. You have your own brain. You are sitting and saying, hey, my brother is in CBN. He just takes care of his family. Should he come and take care of your family? You are mad. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You have your hands, your legs, your feet. If your brothers or sisters do anything for you, they do it gratuitously. Whatever. I'm not patient to call that word. They just do it because they want to, not because they have to do it. I press, I press, I press, I press, I press, not somebody else, towards the mark. Some of you are saying, you have, you are so, you have, you are, you are angry that this person is not helping you, that person is not helping you, and all the money. Pastor just said she collected 330 million, Can I, and me, I just need 3,000, go and die with your 3,000, me, I walk out for my own. What, what worries me with you? Let me carry you, come, Abuja. Oh, come on, let's talk now. Let's talk. Stop, stop, stop living your life wondering what somebody else could have done for you. Go and do it. The same grace available to them is available to you. The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. God is no respecter of persons. Grace is everywhere. Grace is everywhere. I don't blow my money. I save my money and I buy opportunities. Oh, you didn't hear that. I buy opportunities. I buy opportunities. I save my money. When do you recalibrate? When you are restless. I press towards the mark, the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So I can never talk about women without going to women in the Bible. It's just a weakness I have. Because I want you to see that these things are not just things we are telling you, that people have lived through them. So I began to think, as I went to the place of prayer, Father, who, which of the women in the Bible recalibrated? And there are so many of them. The first that came to mind was Jochebed. They call her Jochebed, but it's Jochebed. It's spelled the mother of Moses. And she saw her child and didn't want the child to die. Uh, she, one strategy was to keep hiding him until, until he, he outgrew the cry in the hiding. And she had to do something else. If you don't want what is happening, do something else. Don't leave it and be helpless. Women, don't be helpless. God is partial towards women. When women cry, God listens. It isn't that he doesn't listen to men, but there is just something. Just like men, you, you know why I know that? See, me, I don't, I'm not a deep uh, Christian. I'm not a deep preacher. I, I don't know exegesis. I know life, but I know life. Yakubu, no, Yakubu, you have only girls. Ebube, you have sons and daughters. Who are you more liable to help? Your daughters. You know where you learned it from? God. Men are just more passionate, compassionate towards daughters. That means that God is favorable towards you. That is why even when he told Abraham to remove Hagar from the house, he still followed Hagar and listened to her, to her cry. Meaning that any time a woman cries to God, God will answer. I've told you the story before. I'm in America, one will be in trouble. Pastor said, only go and cry before God now. <laughs> because after I would have prayed, 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 he said, only go and cry. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I said, only I'm not going to cry today. He said, please, Matana, go and cry. God will answer us. 
And then you sit down there as a woman, you say you are helpless. Say nobody to help you. When there is a God waiting for you to ask him. There are some fathers that are waiting for their daughters to just cough. I know these fathers, I know them. Let the, uh, the son come and say, come on, go and walk out. Get out of here, go and, go and cut the grass. The girl comes and says, eh, I want $20. Eh, is it only 20 Oh, yeah, go and check in daddy's pocket up there. Is that not what happens in your house? That's how God treats women. And that's why the Bible says if you find a woman, you, find, you obtain favor. Can you... Can you see it now? And so she recalibrated and threw Isaac there, Moses, and then positioned her daughter, maybe Miriam, to go and stand there. And I, I'm so sure she made the thing so that the basket would not be flying away and floating. Maybe just standing one place. The boy was, Wah. and she said, stay there. And when she comes, and, see, women, we are so blessed. That is why we can use our sense to make a place catch fire. That same fire, we can use it to catch fire in our lives and make us progress. And the woman came, imagine that they now call her to take care of her child only because she recalibrated and as I was thinking of that, I wanted to say to a woman here, the Bible says she saw something in that boy. When you were giving birth to your son, you did not see a smoker, you did not see a drug pusher, you did not see a dropout in school, you did not see any, you saw something. That is why you gathered all your money and sent him abroad. Eh? Now he is behaving how it means he needs to stop everything, recalibrate, go and look for your son. Because there is nothing more important than your child. If your children are not turning out the way they are, stop whatever you're going. Follow them, beg them, say, my son, this is not the dream. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that was for, but that I heard it so clearly in my spirit. Don't say, the boy, don't spoil her. Ah, here, now, so they beat your wife every day. Go and beg your son, say, my son, don't beat your wife. That's not the plan. That's not what I saw. I gave birth to a fantastic boy and begin to pray for them and begin to beg them. Don't go and join your son to fight for in the house. That's not the plan you had for them. Oh, come on, I'm preaching real good this morning. I look at Rahab, the prostitute. She recalibrated. Because when she heard about their God and the mighty things they had done, she said, you know what, this life I'm living is not it. And she decided to side with the people of God. And she saved her people and saved herself. Down the road, she became a part of the genealogy, the history of Jesus Christ. Because she is now the great-great-great-grandmother of Jesse somewhere and all of that. I want to say to you, you might have started wrong. You might have started on a wrong feet, but you can recalibrate. There is nothing he cannot change. There is nobody he cannot help. So you might have started as a prostitute. You can end up being the wife of a bishop, a clean bishop. You can end up being the mother of a president. You can end up being the mother of a prophet. Just recalibrate. Just change. Because if you change, there is nothing God will not do. Is anybody hearing me? And then there was another woman called Hannah. You know her story in the Bible? Her, her mate will, will mock her every time, just mock yab her and all. She said, she used to react when, to when the woman will talk. I'm talking about recalibrating so you break through. If you don't recalibrate, you won't break through. Breakthroughs are embedded in troubles that you need to shake yourself up and come out of. And so Hannah is not having children, she's barren. 
And the woman is yabbing her. Sometimes she will cry. Sometimes she will go and complain to her husband. And the one is saying, you know, this crying won't help me. Let me do something different. See, if what you are doing is not working, change it. If abusing your husband is not working, if berating your husband and letting him feel it's nothing, it's not working, change. Start saying positive things. Did you hear me? It is madness to be abusing your husband for 10 years. The, the boy no greed change. After 10 years, you, you don't mad now. Change and begin to say something different. He will change. Who was I talking about? Hannah. So she goes, she decided, you know what? I'm not going to fight this woman. I'm not going to react to her. I'm going back to God. I'm going back to God. And she changed, she recalibrated and began to pray, began to sing, began to pray in the church to where they thought she was drunk. When she, I'm sure she was, and tears were coming out, but she was recalibrating. Can I tell you something? Recalibration, recalibration is not easy. You may recalibrate in tears. You may recalibrate in anger, in whatever. It is a painful process because to change the course of where you're going is not easy. Ah, to stand on this pulpit in 2022 the way I'm standing, you don't want to know the tears and the pain and the fear, the insults, the troubles I've seen. But you just keep changing and changing. And a time comes... When you get to Rehoboth, and I'm going to preach a message on Rehoboth. I wanted to speak on Rehoboth today, but God didn't allow me. When you come to Rehoboth, and you don't have to struggle. You don't have to fight. Now, nobody's abusing me. Nobody's challenging me. Nobody's attacking me. I have passed. I am in a broad place now. So now people are just copying me. People just want to be like me. They just want me to mentor them. They just want me to help him. Why? Because I have recalibrated and I have broken through. I'm only going forward. Nobody is going to write me any letter now. Nobody is going to protest against me. Nobody is going to. God has weeded out everything and I'm standing in a broad place. If you just continue to fight and continue to fight and continue to recalibrate, a time is going to come when you will be free. And you will swim in the ocean like the whale. And nobody can stop you. It is what you want that you do. There was a time that I had to tie two wrappers and blouse and yellow hair tie. So that I only, now I can wear jeans and you must listen to me. You know why? I have broken through. I have gained your confidence. You know that if I'm not wearing this, there is a reason. So you yourself now will begin to make excuses for me. So Hannah broke through. She had somewhere. One child became prophet, priest, and king. You don't know what God can make out of you if you don't give up. One time, her husband even said, babe, I'm better than 10 sons. He said, oh, boy, shut up. This is between me and God. Because she gave birth to a son that was bigger than Elkanah. He was prophet, priest, and king. Something good is about to come out from your dust, from your pain, from your shame, from your trouble, from your disgrace. Where, where they laughed at you before, they will hail you. Did you see Monica go back to the place of her shame? The same place where shame came, glory arose. If you don't give up, God will help you. Clap unto the Lord. Hallelujah. You say, Pastor, you're just talking about women in the Old Testament. So I looked at the Syrophoenician woman, the one whose daughter was possessed and sick. And she came to Jesus. She had done medicine. She had done everything. The girl knew well. You see, if you had a sick child, eh, nothing sweet. Oh. 
If you can forget your sick child and go forward, you are a mad woman. Say, I don't tire with the picking. They know they tire with picking. Picking, no be, no be, no be, even animal self, you know they tire for animal and picking. She went. At first, she was doing the normal begging, please heal my child. And the disciples were just driving her and home. And then the thing got serious. Jesus himself began to insult her. You are a dog. The woman recalibrated. She still followed. Didn't you hear me? I said, you are a dog. I don't give the children's bread to dogs. Some of you are at the height of temptation now and trial, and you're about to give up. Don't. The woman said, eh, I agree, I'll be dog. Something worse part this dog, i be. Just heal my picking. They call it recalibration. Turn to get the, the solution solved, to get the solution. Don't get stuck up on one no or one rejection or one abuse. So I abuse this one, I say, I'll not do church again. I'm giving my tag. Now you lose. Because people when they are, they grow, they abuse them all the time. <laughs> no serious abuse. I can just call you and spark on you. I say, what is that? What are you doing with the light? You say, I, I didn't come to Abuja to be controlled by a woman. I don't come to family worship center. I'm gone. You'll be going round and round and round. The people who say, sorry, pastor, and keep fixing it, they become Monica. They become Dorothy. They become Asebe. That's how it works. There is nowhere you rise where you don't go through fire. When he says, you know what? Mary, you understand this, isn't it? You understand it? Small thing. You don't pack back, say they go. No marry again. Now so they marry you. Now so they uh, must they burn you. You must suffer pass. You then say, ah, this is 2022. No man can tell me no abuse. Now so you go walk out alone for, for road. Let me tell you, a husband is a covering. Oh, there's nothing like a husband to put his arms around you and just shield you. You see why Finti is shouting? We are widows. By the way, do you know why the two of us dance here every day? She is, I am the Uwargida, the first wife, and she's the second wife. So every day we come and dance to our God. Widows, you better join us. <laughs> One time you will see us now driving big cars and living in big houses. You say, ah, these people, they were lucky. They might the help them. It's no, we were dancing before our husband and giving him all our money. <laughs> I'm, I'm releasing some secrets. What was I saying, Monica? Sarah, Phoenician woman. After Jesus abused her, finished, she refused. She still, eh, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master. Jesus said, heal her. Somebody is about to, on the verge of resigning or quitting or leaving. Stay! That is a word for somebody. Stay! Abuse, rejection doesn't kill. Go through it. It's a process. Recalibrate and adjust. Eventually, you will break through. And when you break through, you break through. Nobody can stop you. Amen? Clap unto the Lord. Of course, I've told you about the woman with the issue of blood. And the woman who took the oil to Jesus. They looked at Ashao. Stupid woman. What is, she, what is she even doing near Jesus? And then she goes and breaks the oil and pours it on Jesus and uses her hair and cleans it. Jesus says, leave her. She's still preaching till today. Never pass on an opportunity to be a blessing. Never pass on an opportunity to give an offering. Never pass on an opportunity to do a good deed because you don't know where it will reach. I can go on and on. Many women in the Bible recalibrated. But the greatest recalibration, I think, was that woman with the issue of blood. On her knees, she did everything until she touched Jesus. 
Pastor Monica told you of her life, how, where she started, started as a very religious Catholic girl, living in sin, sleep, living with a man that was not her husband, and she came to church. Coming to church for some of you will be recalibration. Because they've told the church people still, church people, they're they liars. All those pastors are the same and all. But she still pressed in and stayed in church. She who could never stay in a place for more than two years has been here now for 19 years. And when you stay long enough, when you stay long enough and pay the price, how about somebody will see you. If nobody sees you, God will make a way. God will make the man, the king, not to sleep. And you'll say, that girl you keep seeing in church, what have you done for her? And you say, look for Tosin for me. Look for Monica for me. Look for Helen for me. Why? Because you stayed. It is when husband and wife stayed for 10, 20, 30 years that they begin to become institution. It isn't that they were licking honey and milk all the time. It was, they were recalibration, recalibrating. Marriage is recalibrating on a daily basis. And every good relationship is recalibration. It's changing, fixing the instrument. And I tell you, the greatest story of recalibration in marriage was me. I used to just trouble my husband, trouble everybody in the house because I had a perfectionist tendencies. Tendency, the parlor must be swept, the bed must be made, everything must be clean. I used to just follow blessing to harass her. There is nothing you could do that was good enough in my eyes. And some of you women are like that. One day, when I had maxed it, and I disturbed everybody in the house, Pastor Ina looked at me and said, honey, if you were not my wife, I will send you out of this house today. Pastor Ina, <laughs> may I share my own now so I will set you free. You can hide your own. As you hide your own, you just keep being evil, more evil, more You better <laughs> speak out. Speak out. Go and tell, tell a woman here, tell a friend, say, me, I'm a juju calabar in my house, so, and you will get deliverance. By the time Pastor Ina says to me, I could have sent you out. Shame caught me. And I had just come back from a retreat. Rained on everybody. Mm -hmm. That's how we are. After coming out from women of excellence, you go and say, I, I was wearing white cloth. You feel like you are Jesus. And then you go and be looking down on everybody. I remembered shame caught me, and I went on my bed, closed the door. I said, Sarah, who do you think you are? That was recalibration. I say, why must everybody bow to you? I say, Pastor Ina, is this pastor that Sitanana or church, all these big people bow to you because you sleep with him, you know him, so you think you can just rein him? I say, Sarah, it's enough. Me, this was me, you were speaking to me. Because the, the deliverance you do for yourself is the real deliverance. We can be praying for you and pouring oil, groundnut oil, palm oil on your head. Nothing will change. But when you now sit down and say, Dorothy, you are a selfish woman. Monica, you are an idiot. Sarah, you are a bastard. Tell yourself, call yourself every bad name. And then you say, Sarah, I say the next time I catch you being nasty to anybody in this house, I will show you. I recalibrated. I say from today, if the kitchen is clean, good. If it is not clean, go to your room. If the parlor is clean, if it is not clean, pass, go to your room. I say if, if Pastor Ina's corner is not clean, leave it. Just clean your corner and stay. And you know what? I have lived happily ever after. I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you the truth. I don't enter my kitchen now because I'll go and open. I'm a, I'm a neat freak. I'm a perfectionist. 
So I don't go to the kitchen. I don't want to go and see pot that the back is black. I don't want to go and open the fridge and see maggot or something moving inside. I don't, so I don't go to the kitchen. Whatever you give me, I close my eyes and eat it because I have cast out my demons and I want to go forward. At 60, you are still fussing about everybody. At 60, you are worrying. What, what is, are you mad? You don't want any peace in your life. So uh, the only thing is that if I see your trouser here, I will pull it. I don't care. I will tell you. But then there are some things that are not necessary. Monica adjusted. Dorothy has been adjusting. We tell her, go to Meg. She goes to Meg. They say, go home. She takes her table from the office and goes back home. They say, look after children. She does. Women who follow instruction, like Monica prayed earlier on, will, will make it. But if you are an authority to yourself, you will suffer. Amen. So I can go on and on and on with examples because there are so many of them. The point being that don't stay where you are. Move. Make a change. I like the, the story of Sylvia so much on the update, how she kept adjusting. I want to repeat some of what Dorothy said yesterday because they were very powerful things. That God, our Father, is a leader. He initiates things. He does things. He creates. And he has made us in his likeness. So we can initiate. We can we can create, we can rule. Let us have dominion. Dominate, first have dominion over your life. Tell yourself, don't be lazy. Tell yourself, dress up. Tell yourself, speak well. Tell yourself, Sarah, stop. Tell yourself those things. Take dominion over your life. You want to marry, but you are abusing every man. Every boy is a cockroach. He's short, he's smelling, he's this. So which one now? Don't you know that all the men we married, we married them and cleaned them up. We clean them up. You see them standing tall today. The wife is working on it every day. Sometimes she'll pack his pants and throw away and bring new ones and keep. Because he doesn't even care. Sometimes she will take needle and sew the set and keep for him. Because he doesn't care. And then you see him outside and you think, oh, I want a man like this. They never come like this. They come like this. They come like this. They come like this. We recalibrate them. We recalibrate them. We... we we panel beat them. We panel beat them until they stand. Wherever you are today as a woman, there is still more. Please listen to me. No matter where you are today, no matter where you are stuck, there is a way forward. Look for it. There is a way forward. You are not stuck. And if you are, unstuck yourself. Unstuck yourself. Dorothy said, master your life. Build capacity. Increase yourself. Learn something. Learn something. Do something new. Don't retire at 60, 70. Don't retire. Look for something to do. As long as you are alive, there is still something to do. At 70, 80, it's not to sit down and just be waiting for children. Even sitting down, mama, you can be doing something with your hands. You can do something with your hands. You can still be contributing. Mama, you can send down. You can sit down and say, call me Dorothy. Call me Monica. Call me Helene. Say, you, do this, do this, do this. You are using your life. Don't sit down and say, no. Me have, no. Hey, at 90, I'll be making trouble in this church. Mommy, you can sit down and say, call me all the women of excellence and say, you, how are you doing with your husband? How? Because the Bible says older women should teach the younger ones. 
And God forbid that you die with everything you, 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 you became. You need to download it. In other words, you can never say my time has passed. Because if your time has passed, God will call you. But if you are still here, it means that there is still work to do. I like the idea of bringing something to the table. She said our needs are too many. It is unfair to, lead, to, to hand that down to a man. Bring something to the table. Fat or short or tall and whatever, no man will dislike a woman who makes a contribution. Hallelujah. <laughs> she said, obey God's word. And I, I, will, I will say it in every convention. No work you are doing is more than your children. And no matter what you become, if your children failed, you have failed. And no matter what you didn't achieve or didn't achieve, if your children achieved it, you achieved it. And so some of you will need to slow down and push your children forward. Give them a chance. And every time you must stop and care for your children. Sister Dorothy said something yesterday that was phenomenal. The fact that she said that investing in human resources is the most important investment. And the greatest humans are the humans in your home. So you should invest the most in their lives. Invest in your children. Send them to the best schools you can. Don't push them beyond the school you can afford and your husband. But even in Nigeria, there are good schools. There are good universities in Nigeria. Don't put your husband through hell and say, we must send our children to Canada, to America, because their friends are in Canada. You don't know what their parents' friends they are, are doing. The parents' friends are doing to, to send them anywhere. You do according to what you can, cut, you can, you can, you can afford. Amen? I have to stop. Stand up and let's go home. I will, not, I will not go home until I tell you the story of my sister, Auntie Reggie. Stand up on your feet. My sister came from Kafanchan. Thank God she's not here. She, she took a child to the hospital who needs blood. Auntie Reggie came. She was so poor, eh? She didn't look like my sister. And Pastor Inanna used to help her a lot. We would tell her, move to Abuja, do this, do that. One day we were having a campfire here. We used to have big bonfires. You remember? And Reji was going through towards the fire by herself. She said, poverty, go. Poverty, leave me. Poverty. Literally, and she was close to the fire. She said, this, this poverty must leave her. So she did that and continued living. Until one day, I sat down and I saw my sister counting millions. I said, are you stealing church money? She said, I wish I saw it, I would steal it. <laughs> you know my sister. And Reggie joined the Women of Excellence. And then they started doing Ajo. And she entered the Ajo. And then she said, staff in the ministry. She borrowed money from the cooperative and started a farm. And started a farm. I went to my sister's farm. I couldn't believe my eyes. I said, Auntie Reggie, show, you be witch. I be, you be, now cocaine you the push. She said, no. She said, I borrowed and borrowed and borrowed. See, you must hate poverty. I sit down these days and I see my sister sending her children overseas without my contribution. I help some, but mostly it's from her, from her chicken farm. She's farming. She's farming. 
from being in the ajo, the asusu. What do you call bumper bon, bon harvest of the church categories? You stay there and you are wishing that things will happen. To you. It doesn't happen. You have to be in a group. You have to be somewhere. Auntie Reggie will borrow five million from cooperative and they will be removing it from her salaries. And as she's selling eggs, she's doing that. But you know what impresses me with my sister's life the most? We will go places. I take her everywhere I go. I'm writing checks from church and all. My sister is giving her 20,000 naira from her pocket. One day I said to myself, Come on. This one that I'm using church money to shine face. When I go to heaven, I won't have anything. And today you'll be better than me. So now I begin to dig deep into my own personal pocket apart from church to give. I want to say to you that no matter where you are, there is a way forward. My sister has kissed poverty bye-bye. She did it aggressively. You know why? Because we had a mother who was aggressive. My mother hated poverty. I've told you before, there were some soups my mother didn't cook. Karkashi. Those of you who are in the north, one, one nasty soup like that. They don't put anything inside. It's just, what is karkashi in English? Me? Yes, what is the name of the leaf? Can you imagine? It is so poor, the leaf doesn't even have a name. My mother refused to put that leaf in the pot. She never cooked it. And it was something they ate in Southern Kaduna. My mother never cooked guaza for us. You know guaza? Kokoyam. Because poor people will just cook kokoyam and eat it like that with salt or not with anything and just be swallowing. My mother refused to cook it. My mother just refused to eat certain things. Refused to cook. And in those days, the poor children around us used to laugh at us. Masundefanama dokubewa. In order that we were cooking meat, my mother was cooking meat with okra because in their houses they did not cook okra with meat. So that spirit, and I'm saying this to a woman, this nonsense life you are living, you did not learn it from your mother. Your mother was a warrior. Your mother was a fighter. Your mother sold whatever on the tray, even if it was two items. She sold it to pay that one pound for you to go to school. So this life you came to live in Abuja to make quick money, you didn't learn it from your mother. Come all the way down and be a woman of excellence, a woman of dignity, a woman of grace, and a woman of God. So as we wrap up the year's convention... I pray that you will find spots of recalibration and that the major recalibration you need to make in your life, you will make in the name of Jesus. That this year, you will break through. You will break through. That one major breakthrough that will turn around the course of your life, you will encounter this year in the name of Jesus. All of you put your hands on your chest. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Recalibrate my life. Change me. Turn me around. Help me. Heal me. Forgive me. Deliver me. Set me free. Set me free. So I can fly. I accept you as my compass, as my Savior, as my Lord, and my Savior. From today, I decide to follow you. I recalibrate my life to follow you. 
I make a 180 degree turn. I turn around and face you. Be my master. Be my Lord. And be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.